Welcome to the Unbound Podcast with Liam Gray. Whether you are an insurtech enthusiast, traditional insurer, or just looking to understand how innovation will affect the insurance market, the Unbound Podcast is for you. From insurtech founders to leaders within some of the world's most forward-thinking insurers, each episode looks at the technologies and business models that are changing the future of insurance. Today I'm speaking with Khan, CEO of Cover. After a successful stint in the fashion industry with his company Starkick, Khan and his team decided to make the move to insurance in 2016. It's safe to say that the transition has been successful so far, with the team being backed by some of the most reputable names in VC, including Y Combinator, Exor and Tencent. In this episode, Khan tells us more about the innovative products and experiences Cover has created for their growing customer base. Hi Khan, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, appreciate it. Fantastic. Um, before we start talking about Cover's proposition, why don't we get a bit of background on yourself and how you got to the stage where you're actually starting Cover? Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm a, a two-time entrepreneur. Uh, I've built uh, two consumer-facing businesses, well, one of which I'm working on right now. Uh, the last business I built was a high-end uh, fashion marketplace uh, that lived exclusively on mobile. Um, so we built a company called Stylekick, which we grew to about a million users, about 15 million pages a month. Uh, and we ended up getting Aqua hired into Shopify, uh, where, where myself and my co-founders ran a mobile product team. Uh, you know, before tech, I was at Oliver Wyman uh, in their financial services practice. Uh, I worked in finance and risk specifically. Um, I and you know, I ultimately ended up deciding that uh, being a management consultant was not for me, and and, uh, and moved into building products. Um, Cover is uh, the second company, and it's it's actually being built with the exact same set of co-founders. The folks that I work with, I've known since high school. Uh, you know, Natalie was actually went to undergrad with me. Ben was our first hire in Stylekick. Uh, we've been building products together professionally together for about five years. Uh, everything we've ever built has been featured by Apple or Google. Uh, we've driven millions of people through our apps in the past. Uh, so pretty tight-knit team, um, you know, working on, a, on a, an interesting uh, you know, new application uh, that we view as a, as a consumer product with, uh, with SaaS economics in the insurance space. And what made you go for the insurance space? What attracted you to it? Right. So, so, so I mean, it's, it is, you know, uh, people ask us this a, a lot. Uh, it is kind of weird that we went from selling heels to, to insurance policies. Um, you know, but if you, if you unpack that a little bit, it's, it's not all that different in, in the sense that building mobile product or building, you know, world-class applications uh, is vertical agnostic. And then being able to find distribution or customers for your business is also vertical agnostic. The skill sets that are required, uh, you know, to, to get somebody to buy a $300 pair of jeans uh, are the same that are required to get somebody to buy an insurance policy. In fact, it's probably harder uh, to get some, somebody to buy a $300 pair of jeans. Um, so, so, you know, how we arrived at Cover specifically, um, you know, myself and my co-founders, uh, we're all Canadian, we're, we're from Toronto. Um, and, you know, on weekends we decided that we wanted to continue building products for ourselves because, well, you know, we had this real, rare skill set where we built these products and we could actually get customers uh, to use these products. Um, uh, and so, you know, on weekends we'd run hackathons and, and, you know, we explored a variety of different verticals um, that were, you know, uh, I guess, based on prior industry experience that we had had in uh, you know, a variety of industries prior to being in tech. So, uh, you know, Nan considered some options in healthcare, 
Uh, Natalie worked for Russell Simmons in New York. Um, so if you're not familiar with Russell Simmons, it's a uh, deaf gen fat farm. So we considered entertainment. Uh, we considered another fashion business. And then myself, um, you know, we're thinking about applications in, in financial services. Uh, and one of the one of the businesses that struck me as uh, you know not having really any compelling product on mobile, um, or or really any compelling consumer facing experiences, period, uh, was insurance. Um, and and this this kind of you know originated from a conversation we had with our own insurance broker. Actually, uh, we walked into uh, his brokerage, which was you know in downtown Toronto. Um, in, in the financial district, prime real estate, we're in multiple floors next to investment banks, consulting firms, private equity shops. Uh, and, and, you know, in my head, I was wondering how an insurance brokerage could afford to be, you know, in a place like this. Um, uh, you know, and when I walked in, quite, quite frankly, nobody was working. Um, but there were a bunch of cubicles. People were moseying about. And it didn't seem like, uh, it didn't seem like you know, uh, the, the counterparts that would otherwise be in that area. And so if you do, we did a little bit of digging, it turned out the economics of, you know, at least distribution on the, uh, in insurance are, are decent enough to support a, a sizable business. And we knew that we could get consumer scale, uh, you know, if we, if we put our minds to building a product that was simple to use uh, and, and, you know, provided benefit over and above uh, what, you know, our competitors in, insur- in the insurance space would provide. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you sort of highlight the fact that, that you need to have this understanding of the customer. Um, with respect to cover itself, so could you give us a bit more um, background and a bit more detail on what cover does? Sure. Um, so you can think of us as a national insurance brokerage in the United States and bolted on top of a technology company. So people take pictures and video. We ask a couple of simple underwriting questions, and then people take pictures and videos of things they want to insure. And so pe- you know, people will walk us around their homes and we'll auto-detect catalog uh, and insure their property. They'll give us 360 views of their cars. They'll send us pictures of their pets, jewelry, electronics, uh, gotten tree houses, gotten speedboats, tanks, uh, stuff that ends up on the surplus lines side. Uh, but, but just about anything you can think of is coming through cover. Uh, and right now we, we acquire exclusively via mobile, native mobile, so iOS and Android, um, which you know gives us access to a bunch of sensors and uh, additional data that allows us to to build you know a, a pretty good sense of who our customer or a view of uh, uh, you know who our customer is. Um, so that's that's how we're currently structured uh, you know as a national brokerage, and so we work with you know uh, just about every non-captive market in the United States at this point. So we obviously don't work with Geico, State Farm, Farmers, but have you know yeah, direct or indirect access to just about every everyone else. Okay, and with respect to this app, so. I've, I've had a look around your website. I haven't actually, because I'm based in the UK, I haven't been fortunate enough to actually play with um, the mobile app. But what I found is quite interesting is you've got this video feature where you just go across videoing everything in your home. How, how easy has it been to develop that sort of software to actually pick things up while you're videoing? And how has that development process been? Right. So, so actually, that feature was predicated on uh, existing user behavior, uh, and so what we saw was, was was you know people walking around their houses, documenting their valuables, and we figured that we you know we could productize that behavior 
so we built a, you know, we built a tensor uh, on top of TensorFlow. Uh, we trained models using uh, customer data that helped us identify the finite set of things that exist in your house. So you know, if you use uh, our smart cam and you walk around your home, we'll be able to identify the televisions, the appliances, your pets, um, you know, couches, uh, laptops, uh, what have you that, that uh, potentially could bring you above the sublimits of your existing homeowners or renters policy. Uh, and so, you know, it's entirely done on the client side. So this is, this is uh, from a privacy point of view, great. It, it, con it conforms uh, with Apple's, uh, you know, general stance on, on consumer protection of, uh, uh, you know, personally identifiable information and, and, and uh, you know, their property. Uh, and then what we do on our side is we effectively just look for flags uh, that say, hey, we saw multiple hits on laptops. We saw multiple hits on high-value items that might bring you above your sublimits. And then our, our own, uh, you know, our own back end and our agents will take care of that circumstance and make sure you're, uh, you're adequately covered. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that refines itself over time. We'll be extending it to, uh, to auto and other, and other uh, you know, pieces of property soon. So we'll be able to resolve damage on cars. Uh, and take it a bit further. Uh, resolve uh, you know, materials for buildings, uh, walk around in, around the outside, identify roofs, uh, things like that. Okay. And how do insurers digest this information? Yeah. So, so they do not. Uh, I mean, we we act as a sophisticated frontline underwriter. Uh, most insurance companies in the United States, and I think this is true of the UK as well. Are, are not conditioned to work with technically sophisticated front ends. Uh, that is, you know, they've never had the need to develop simple pricing APIs, binding APIs, document generation APIs, things that allow us to craft consumer experiences on the front end. Um, and, and certainly they're not in a place where they can accept, you know, additional information uh, in, in the format or in the way that we provide. Like very few of the, 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 the insurers that we work with have simple RESTful APIs. Uh, it's, it's just just not something that they prioritize. They're not technology companies. They focus in on their core business, which is you know, underwriting risk better, managing float better. Um, and so, you know, it's not something that we pass on to, and it's not something we actually burden our partners with. Um, you know, our expectation is not that they build the capability to accept this additional information because that, for them, on their product, uh, you know, on their product revision cycles will take many years. Uh, and, and so, so we we kind of build we build a technology on the front end to to be able to qualify better risks and pass them on to our partners, which makes a lot of sense. And you're building up this massive directory or inventory, shall I say, of contents within someone's home. What's done on the claims management side? So, when somebody actually has a claim, is this something that you can tap into? Can you use this inventory again? Yeah. So, so I mean, your your property is is confirmed as having existed in a given time, place, and condition. And so, ostensibly, this should improve the throughput of any sort of claims experience, uh, you know, give, uh, for, from our carrier partners. A, a, a customer is now empowered uh, with proof that, you know, that 4K television that they, claim, uh, they claimed against is actually a 4K television, uh, that they had a couple of MacBooks flying around. Uh, you know, that, uh, that there was a high-end refrigerator or appliance that they're trying to replace. Like that information is now there uh, and, and well-documented uh, for them to be able to proceed along uh, the claims path. Um, you know, and, and so again, there's no, direct, uh, there's no direct way of feeding this into insurance carriers. They just don't have the capability. Um, you know, there, there may be a world where uh, we do assist them in creating that capability over time. 
Okay, and that, that, that makes complete sense. And so given that this whole process is run by cover and the insurers are fundamentally just providing a product, do you cover pretty much own the customer then? We do. Uh, absolutely, we do. Um, and actually, this is, this is generally speaking how any independent agency in the United States uh, would operate. Uh, they own the customer experience. They own the servicing. Uh, generally speaking, um, you know, the, the underlying carrier owns the claims experience. But as, like, you know, it, we could proceed along the continuum of pure broker through MGA uh, and, and perhaps stand up products where uh, uh, you know, our, our carrier partners fall short or work with them uh, uh, to own more of it, uh, so the claims experience as well. On that, on that customer side, what has the feedback been? How do customers find this experience? I mean, I can imagine it's a lot easier, but has that been the feedback? Certainly. I mean, if you take a look at our reviews, overwhelmingly, uh, you know, our customers are pleased uh, with, with the model. Uh, you know, the simplifying onboarding and creating a pleasant front end is, is table stakes, I think, for any insure tech and any insurance company moving forward. Uh, but our customers do spend a fair bit of money with us. I mean, our average premium size is something like $1,800 uh, and you know, more than one policy, generally speaking. Uh, and so when somebody spends that amount of money with you, there's an additional duty of care uh, and their expectations in and around how they interact with you move up, right? And so what you'll also see in our reviews is that there's a, there's a massive advisory component uh, to what we do. Uh, and so, you know, we, we make sure that, you know, we have, we have identified the type of customer that has come in the door. We, we know that there are a doctor in, in New Jersey and that their exposures are, are greater than the average American. And we communicate that either programmatically or via an agent. Uh, to explain, hey, like here, here is the policy that we have picked for you. Here are the coverages we have picked for you, and why. Uh, and that is very important when somebody spends a material part of their after-tax income with you. And how have they found that experience online? Because a lot of people say, okay, I want that human touch when, especially when I'm spending more on my insurance. Have you been able to replicate that through um, your platform? And is that sometimes supplemented with a human being? Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, the, all of our all of our interaction happens over in-app uh, in-app messaging or text messaging, uh, and so one one that removes the the need for a customer to call in to get to a decision as to whether they want to buy. Uh, two, it allows them to move at their own pace and ask the questions that they need answered uh, in a in a way that they're very comfortable asking them to proceed to that decision whether to buy or not. Uh, and so we find, especially with our customers, you know, they skew a little bit younger. Uh, you know, the average age is something like 29. Uh, this medium is something that they're willing to, that they're willing to uh, engage with and it gives them enough comfort uh, to, to, to pull the trigger on a point insurance policy. Of course, we, we supplement um, you know, this with human agents uh, who tend to bind uh, you know, the, the insurance policies. Some of our care, a lot of our care partners do not have the ability to bind online, and that, again, is another gap in the market that we probably will fill ourselves. Um, uh, and, and to the extent that some of them do, we, we, we do offer um, you know, automatic binding. Okay. And when I was looking through your site, I saw a very, very interesting feature, your price drop feature. So if the price falls, um, you guys will actually contact um, the, the customer to let them know that they're their policy or what makes up their policy um, can be found elsewhere for cheaper. How has that been received and how does it work in practice? Right. 
so, so look, like, again, this is another consumer behavior that we've identified and productized, right? We know that there is a certain segment of our customers, especially people who buy insurance on the internet, that are going to be shopping for insurance frequently. Now, why, if, if, if we know that and we have the information to remarket them, why do they have to do that? Why don't we just do that for them? Uh, and so, uh, effectively, that's what we do. Um, and so, if we have the information necessary to remarket you or if we can pull it in via third-party insurance APIs, uh, you don't need to do anything. Uh, we'll just let you know uh, when prices drop. And, and actually, it's one of our most popular features. Um, so, so, I guess it's pretty well received. Something like 40% of our install base, 40% of our install base uh, subscribes to price shop alerts. And I'm not surprised by that at all. But if we look at the other side of the coin, um, how, how is it for insurers? I mean, this is something that will stop clients from being sticky and it will mean they move around quite a bit. But on the flip side, you could also be promoting more competitive prices. What has the reaction from insurers been? what we're doing is emulating existing behavior, right? Um, and so, so uh, for, for our most competitive insurance partners, this is actually a retention mechanism, right? It, it, allows, it allows a customer to no longer have to think about this and, and proceed along the path of renewal if we let them know that, that they're still competitive or if there's been no adverse, uh, you know, uh, event that has affected them uh, in the way they're perceived as a risk. Um, you know, th I think the reality is, and, and most insurance companies are going to have to come to this, uh, this conclusion is that, you know, it, price matters, uh, especially if you're buying uh, insurance on the Internet. That is absolutely true of, uh, you know, folks who are uh, searching the Internet and are 22 to, to 30 years old. Uh, but also customer experience and product experience matters. It's no longer sufficient to just be a low-cost provider. Uh, and deliver a, an, an inadequate customer and product experience and is no longer sufficient to be a high-end provider uh, and not engage in, 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 a, in the way that you know, a, a modern consumer-facing technology company will. Um, it's a commoditized business, quite frankly, and, and that is the reality. Uh, it is going to be a set of technology companies that I identify ways to add value to the customer journey and the customer experience that will win over uh, incumbents who do not act like technology companies. Uh, and that means doing things like setting a price drop alert. That means building computer vision into your apps to be able to identify property, make claims seamless. That means identifying other ways uh, of, of differentiating yourself uh, by building technology that at the end of the day has near zero marginal cost, but has really, really observable utility to your customers. That is the future. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And if we sort of circle back around to um, cover, finally, um, what's, what's the future looking like for you guys? I mean, you've mentioned that there's a few different avenues that you can move into as well as your sort of core business. But what are your aspirations? Yeah, so, so I mean, we, we are now uh, you know, in a place where we do su sufficient enough volume to identify gaps in the market uh, when it comes to you know, certain sets of customers. And so we know that in the United States, the vast majority of the preferred, like the vast majority of the insurance companies that deal with independent agents uh, sit in the preferred segment. And so they're largely focused in on folks who are 40 plus, have a home, multiple cars, kids, life insurance policies, umbrella policies. And what they're all vying for and don't have the ability to do is identify this holy grail insurance customer. This is somebody who is, uh, you know, a relatively educated young person. Uh, who is who may you know be at the top end of the non-standard or standard market, uh, 
but is improving, you know, improving their credit score, uh, you know, is developing a, a driving history or insurance uh, experience uh, to be able to rate off of, uh, and is steadily accumulating assets and moving into the preferred segment. Insurance companies uh, in the preferred segment in the United States have no way of identifying those people as of right now, but we do. Uh, and so what you will see is we will, we will stand up products to fill market gaps where, where our partners are not competitive. Uh, and so we are a marketplace for risk, but if, if you know, we find unaddressed pockets um, that we think will be lucrative markets for us, we will stand them up. And this means, uh, this actually addresses a, a fair number of the folks that come in through cover. You know, 22 to 28 attended a top 100 school or uh, have, a, have an undergrad degree, um, you know, are employed, uh, you know, are safe drivers without, without, you know, any violations or accidents. Like there are a whole, there are a whole variety of parameters that we'll consider, uh, but we do know that we have an edge uh, in identifying, uh, you know, good, good drivers and, and good customers who are younger, and we're going to price appropriately for them. Okay. And finally, for all of these potential clients of yours who are interested in getting in touch with you guys or looking at your products, how can they get in touch? How can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can you can check us out at cover.com. Uh, you can email me directly at karn at cover.com, so K-A-R-N, uh, or, uh, you know, on Twitter at, uh, at Karn Soroya, so K-A-R-N, last name's S-A-R-O-Y-A. Fantastic. Karn, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Yeah, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for listening. As Karn said, having a sleek front end has become table stakes when selling insurance to consumers. What Cover has done is genuinely enhanced the customer experience by bringing in features like the price drop and the Magicam. What I find most compelling about the price drop feature in particular is the fact that it is empowering customers by providing them with the latest information. In my eyes, this is definitely putting the customer first. Finally, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave comments. We really want to reach as many people as possible with what's happening in the insurance industry and there are no greater advocates than you, our listeners.